Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study through the book of 2 Timothy and we come to chapter 2 and we're going to be going through verses 23 through 25. I'm, I might be, I'm not going to go all the way through 26, but that's kind of really the the, the, the section that we'll be focusing in on here. We'll, we're going to take a couple days to get through it, uh, but it is really all tied together here in verses 23 through 26. And so I'm excited to look into that. And of course, as we continue to go through this, that means that at the end of the week, uh, here, it should be about Friday, we get through uh, chapter two of Second Timothy, and then we're going to be moving into a Thanksgiving theme on Monday. So just kind of a uh, a little bit of a understanding as to where we're going on this. But let's go ahead and let's read Second Timothy chapter two, starting in verse one. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare and entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffered uh, trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they may also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, if, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about with words to no profit, to the ruin of its hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenius and Philetus are of the sort, who strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and uh, they overthrow the faith of some. And nevertheless, this, this solid foundation of God stands, having the seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. All right, this morning we're going to be focusing in here on verse 23 specifically, and it says, but avoid foolish in ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife, knowing that they generate strife. So we see here this idea, it says, 
uh, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes. Now, what in the world is this talking about? Because th there are some disputes that are worth having, and, and this is important to understand because this is implied in the text. So many people take a, a text like this, and they'll go and they say, look, don't get into any disputes, because it says, look, avoid these foolish and and uh, ignorant disputes. But, but that's not what it's not saying, look, don't get into any disputes. It's saying there are certain kind of dispute that you should stay away from. So let's see here. What are the disputes that we should stay away from? Well, the first one is, is foolish disputes. We should be declining foolish, or quite frankly, it means stupid, <laughs> stupid disputes. Uh, and we should also avoid ignorance uh, disputes or unrestrained or uninstructed, excuse me, uninstructed disputes. So stupid and uninstructed disputes. So this is talking about, and I, and I, you know, I, I really don't hate to say it this way, but some people will think this is a little bit strong and I hate that it's viewed as strong in the culture that we live in. I, I think that's the appropriate way to put this. I'm not apologizing for the word of God one bit, but it's going and saying, look, there are people who are out there who are going to try to dispute you. And quite frankly, they're either dumb, they're stupid. Or they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. Maybe they're very intellectual. Maybe they're very smart. Maybe they're very well studied, but they're just not studied on this, this topic. Avoid those kind of disputes. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you don't go and you uh, instruct them, but it's saying when they refuse that instruction, that's when they become stupid. When they refuse that instruction, that's when they become uninstructed. And it's going and saying, look, avoid avoid or decline those kind of disputes. There are people who will come and try to pick a fight with you and they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. Avoid those kind of things. Just put a stop to it. You're going to waste your time. And if you instruct them once and then they remain uninstructed, well, just go and say, well, I'm sorry, we're just not going to have this conversation. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. You, you, you don't have uh, in a, either you don't have the ability or you're refusing to receive that instruction. Don't waste my time. And why is this? It's because they end up going in, they generate or they give birth to strife, to a battle and a battle that you don't need to have. You need to go and to pick the kind of fights that you're going to go into, see what is going to be worth your time to go and to strive about, to dispute about, to fight about, to fight for. And the next verse continues and it says, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle towards all, able to teach and patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. Now, I want to focus here on verse 24 and a little bit of 25 uh, with the remaining time that we have this morning. And it says, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel. And this is important to understand. It's talking about that word servant. It's it's a bond servant of the Lord. Somebody who's committed their life to Christ to go and to say, look, I'm going to be a slave of God. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. 
um, but they must not quarrel. But this idea of quarrel is to continuously war, but they need to be gentle towards all, able to teach or apt to teach, patient or enduring in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. And I want you to understand something here, because a lot of times this kind of verse is used to go and to say, look, you shouldn't really stand up for anything. That's not what it's saying. Because if you notice, it goes and it says that they're to be teaching. Well, that means somebody needs to be learning. They need to be correcting. And it's putting it in specific context of the opposition, the opposition. But there is a certain way that we're to go and to correct. There is a certain way that we're to go and to teach. And it isn't to go into pick fights all the time. That's that idea of quarrel, of going and saying, look, I'm going to go pick a fight. Now, presenting truth and picking fights are two different things. If you go and you say two plus two equals four and somebody comes up and they say, no, it's five. Well, you're not the one quarreling. You're presenting truth. If you come out here and you say uh, there are only two genders. That's not picking a fight. That's stating a truth that is based in reality. If you come out here and you say um, abortion is murder, that's not picking a fight. That's stating a truth. And someone coming out here against that, if they're going to go and they're going to say, whoa, 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 we're against what you're saying. That's not murder. We, you know, we believe in rights and women's rights. All this, you know, they're going to say all that kind of stuff. Well, that's not warring. That's stating truth. That's being inside of reality. Stating biblical truth is never warring. It's it's never considered biblically as warring. And think of the Apostle Paul for stating biblical truth. He got himself into all kinds of trouble. This is the guy who's writing this. He's writing this in prison, about to die, lose his life for stating biblical truths of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wasn't afraid of confrontation. He wasn't afraid of of uh, quarreling in in one aspect here, uh, uh, in that we might go in viewing it. So he's stating a different idea here. He's not trying to go in to say, don't go and and uh, get yourself in the midst of um, controversy. He's not saying, don't get yourself in the midst of uh, difficulty and in confrontation. What he's going and saying here is that there is a right way to get into trouble and there is a wrong way to get into trouble. The right way to get into trouble is by going and stating truth and going and stating the truth of God's word and standing boldly and firmly on it no matter what the consequences are, no matter who would come up against you, no matter what kind of a war it might put you in or what kind of a battle that it might put you in. But the wrong way of going and, and getting into trouble is by specifically being a provocateur. Uh, and a provocateur, somebody who would go in to provoke intentionally, uh, would be provoking for often the wrong reasons, not going and provoking for biblical truth, but intentionally using maybe ad hominem uh, attacks uh, in things of that nature, or even slandering, or going and saying things that are just simply not true. 
uh, but going and using those kind of tactics in order to get into a fight. And the reason why this happens is sometimes people go and they use ideas like that in order to go into fight then for truth. And what the Apostle Paul is saying is, look, that's not the right foundation that you ought to have. The right foundation that you ought to have is one based on truth. And then he takes it a step further because he goes and he's, he's talking about being uh, being gentle and in all humility correcting those who are in opposition if God perhaps would grant them repentance so that they might be able to know the truth, the position that you are to go into, into correcting, to confront in is one that is truthfully desiring the repentance and seeking the repentance of the person that you're confronting. You know, I've stood outside of Planned Parenthoods many times and confronted the workers at Planned Parenthood that they are murdering babies. I prayed for those ladies and, and men, men and women who have who work at Planned Parenthood, that I stand and I confront that they're murdering babies. I pray for them that they might repent. And what I confront them with is a message of going and saying, repent. Now, it might not be that extreme that you're going in and confronting somebody, but when you're confronting them, you need to understand that you ought to be confronting them from a position of truth, the truth of God's word, and you should be confronting them in a way that you desire, you earnestly, truthfully desire their repentance. So today, avoid stupid and uninformed disputes. Know what fights to pick, who to pick them with, and when you confront them, Make sure you're standing on the truth of God and make sure, make sure that you're seeking Well, thank you for listening today. And remember, Joshua 1, 8, 9 is apart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is in it. For then you'll make great prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and have good courage. Do not be afraid or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you. Can't overcome So that war you've been fighting Will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it The song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith Even now while you wait Lift up a victory shout has already begun Know that God's up to something